And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 17, verse 16 reads, For the Lord himself, that's the Lord Jesus, amen, shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And when he does that, the Bible says this is what's going to happen. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Glory be to Jesus. Then we which are alive and remain shall be cut up. Glory be to Jesus. Cut up together with them in the clouds. With them talking about the dead which went ahead of us. I believe God is going to come in our age. He may not, but that's what I believe. Amen? Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me say it again. He may not, but that's what I believe. I didn't say definitively he's going to come. Praise the Lord. Glory be to Jesus. So when he comes hovering in the air, the Bible says, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. That's Jesus, the angels that come with him, and the dead who rose before us. Amen? We shall cut up with them in the air. Just define gravity. Blessed be that. That's what I call power. Glory be to Jesus. And with uh, the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse 18 says, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Comfort, encourage one another with these words. You know, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote to encourage, and that's what I came here this morning to do. Brothers and sisters, I came here to encourage us. Amen. Anybody can do with a little encouragement? Yes. Hallelujah. We live in a time when everything seems to be dark. Amen. But I tell you, one thing that's constant is Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same Yesterday, today, and for? Yes, hallelujah. We have stability in Jesus. And so today I want to speak on the topic, Jesus, the promise keeper. Is he a promise keeper? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says, In him all the promises are yes and we have a promise here. He's coming back. Glory be to Jesus. And his promises are? Good. I think it's Numbers chapter uh, uh, slept me. 23, I think 19 says, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that should, he should repent. Hath he said it? And will he not do it? It's right here. Thank you. Hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? So if the Bible tells us here in 1 Thessalonians, Paul is writing to the saints in Thessalonica because they were somewhat discouraged. Amen. They needed to encourage them. Encouragement and the Holy Spirit moved on the heart of the Apostle Paul. Amen. To address their concerns. The concerns they had because of their departed ones. And so the encouragement he gave right here, it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and chapter 5, but we'll just do a few verses from chapter 4 today. That's all we can do. Amen. As I said, the word, can you go back to 
right now our text is right here he said in verse 18 wherefore comfort the word comfort here means what i said it means encourage therefore encourage one another with these words and the words he's talking about are the words we're going to look at this morning from verse 16 to verse 17 amen glory be to jesus god is such a good god so for a few minutes as i said let me spend some time sharing with us the words of encouragement given to paul for the sins in, Thess in thessalonica since in essence this is what paul is saying paul is saying before i get into the verses he's telling the sins in thessalonica he's telling us here this morning and those of you who are watching yes he's aware that we live in perilous times he's aware that we live in turbulent times amen we live in a time where treachery is common we live in a time when you have to get five six attorneys to sign so that you can keep your word Now you get what I'm saying? We live in some turbulent times. But this is what he's saying. He's saying we are just pilgrims, saints. On our way home. Just passing through this earth. So as we sojourn here, please keep the right perspective in mind. Let me say, that's what I think Paul is trying to tell the church in Thessalonica. He's trying to tell us here this morning. And those of you who are viewing, he God jesus christ our lord is very much aware of what we are going through are you with me saints he's aware but he's asking us this morning to keep the right perspective we are just sojourning we have visitors here and so what is the right perspective this is what we have to keep in mind verse 16 for the lord himself can i spend some time on that phrase the lord himself ah god i give you praise mm. <laughs> he's about to tell us what's going to happen there's a time coming when every christian everybody are you everyone who has confessed with their mouth the lord jesus and believed in their heart that god raised him from the dead will be caught up snatched up out of the earth raptured to meet christ in the air ah uh, that sounds like good news to me that's why since we have to keep the right perspective what's happening on this earth won't last coronavirus won't last i guarantee you we are going to beat that coronavirus <laughs> are you with me it doesn't matter how alive and revived they keep it going on very soon it's going to be stale news just like the others look the human spirit is resilient the human spirit is powerful because the human spirit came from god the human spirit is a conqueror oh glory be to jesus are you getting what i'm saying saints keep the right perspective hmm? what did i say keep the right perspective now in verse 15 i didn't go to verse 15 in verse 15 paul emphasized that what he's about to say was an authoritative command the first phrase in verse 15 reads what it reads for what for this we say unto you by whom 
Yes, Paul is saying, what I'm telling you, I got it from God. I didn't get it from a commentary. I didn't get it from the 12 other apostles. I got it from the Lord Jesus. So it's going to happen for real. <laughs> oh, but that's good news to me. Mm, glory be to Jesus. So we do not know, however, when Paul received that particular directive or this particular direct revelation from God. He didn't tell us when he got it, praise the Lord, and it was not even recorded. But one way or the other, Paul is telling us he's speaking because he's under authority. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, Paul said, a few things are going to happen. Let me just run through it. Can you go to verse 16? We won't deal with all. We'll deal with possibly one or two. But he's giving us, he's giving us a step-by-step -step description of what's going to happen when Jesus comes back for us in the cloud. And this is what he's saying. When Jesus comes back for us in the cloud, it's not going to be that quick. What's going to be quick is the changing of our bodies into our glorified bodies. Are you getting me? Your body is going, to be, is going to move from corruption to incorruption. That is what's going to be quick. The Bible says, I think it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, right about there. <laughs> I just, I fell about to preach, sorry. <laughs> in the twinkling of an eye. Just, can somebody say, just like that? Just. Oh, that's power. Just like that. No, that's what's going to happen quick, but the event itself, he's going to take his time. Because he wants to send a message to those of us Christians who are straddling the fence. He wants you to know that this is for real. And he's giving us, for those of us who intend to stay, a second chance. Yeah, that's how good God is. He's giving us a what? So he's going to come in the atmosphere and he's going to hover. No, that's power. Nothing is new under the sun. If it's new, it's not true. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? I heard that from an old preacher. If it's new, be careful. Some type of new revelation somewhere, somehow. No, no, no. Where you think, and I'm saying this because where do you think men get the idea to allow helicopters to hover? <laughs> In Genesis, they saw the Holy Spirit hovering. <laughs> Woo! Let me just let me continue with my sermon. I'm looking for a little I'm looking for a little reaction here. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. In the twinkling of an eye. Just like that. I'm going to be just like him. <laughs> can, can you go to 1 John chapter 3 verse 2? Hekobo Saraba. 1 John chapter 3. I think that's why it is. It says beloved. You, you got to see this verse. You got to see. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be. <laughs> Woo! Hey! 
You're going to get that glorified body. No sickness, no disease, no infirmity, no pain, no gravity can stop me now. <laughs> hey, glory. I'm now just like him. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. No, that's good news. That's encouraging. Saints, keep the right perspective. Keep the right perspective. Ah, glory be to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So that's why he said, when you see what's happening around, that's how he said, lift your heads for your redemption. Joyous night. I'm on my way. He's on his way. Glory be to Jesus. He may have stopped on Pluto for a brief reprieve. I'm just joking. <laughs> But he's on his way. Oh, glory be to Jesus. And the Bible says we shall be with him forever. Forever. Isn't that a blessing? Woo! Can you give the Lord Jesus a hand of praise? Hallelujah! Glory! Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Since I know I jumped ahead. But bear with me, amen. So first, he's... We are told, can you go back to our text quickly? Sorry, first Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm going to go through five things that's going to happen quickly. Amen. Verse 16. It says, for the Lord himself. First thing that's going to happen when we rapture. During, one, the Lord himself shall, the Lord himself is going to come. He's not sending anybody else. I'm going to go through that quickly. Then the second thing, he's going to come from where? From heaven. Where is he now? That's number two, right? Number three. He's coming with a what? And nothing quiet about the rapture. Let me put that in English. There is nothing quiet. <laughs> there is nothing quiet about the rapture. There's going to be a shout. A shout. Oh. Not only we're going to get a shout. We're going to hear with the voice of what? An archangel. He's bringing back with him some prominent angels. He's bringing back with him some big boys. Because all, because the big boys want to get on in the party. <laughs> yeah. They say, Lord, we are coming with you. We are coming with you. We don't want to miss that party. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You all do. In heaven, in heaven. You are, brothers and sisters, you haven't seen partying as yet. When we go to heaven, praise party. I get what I'm saying. So you better get used to it down here. You better get used to it. Start getting your exercise, amen. Start getting your dance on. There's going to be a lot of that in heaven. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> then he said, not only are we going to hear the voice of an archangel, we're going to hear a trumpet. A trumpet of God. That's number five. Number six, then what? The dead in Christ shall rise first. Glory be to Jesus. Uh-huh. 
Six things. I can only do maybe about one or two. <laughs> we can address one or two today, amen? He's not a blessing, saints. And Paul said, I'm speaking, I'm telling you that because the Lord Jesus told me. God told me to tell you, amen? All right, so the first thing, let's look at the first step-by-step -step description. The first thing he said, I'm coming myself. The Lord himself will return for his church. Mm, when Jesus comes, he's coming personally. He's coming personally. Mm, in human form. Mm, but now he'll be infinitely more glorious. He's not coming like Jesus, a little baby in a, uh, in a manger. No, no, manger days are over. No, manger days are over. Conqueror days have done on us. Are you with me? Ah, glory be to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, he's not sending any angels. They will accompany him. You see, in the Old Testament, he sent Gabriel to give Daniel understanding. You remember that? In the Old Testament, he also sent um, Gabriel to, uh, in the New Testament, he sent Gabriel to announce the birth of Zacharias. And he also sent Gabriel to Mary to announce his incarnation. But this time, the Lord himself is making the journey himself. He's making the journey. Amen? Can I share this with you? Jesus has always been and will always be the answer. <laughs> Jesus is the answer for the world today. Without him there is no other. Jesus is the way. You Have you heard that song? Jesus is the answer for the world today. There is no other. Jesus is the way. <laughs> oh, I love the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you heard that one? Jesus will soon take over and reign. Jesus will soon take over and reign. You haven't. That's okay. Let's move on. <laughs> but he's coming. He's coming to take over and reign. Glory be to Jesus. And his headquarters will not be in Washington. <laughs> no, his headquarters will be in Jerusalem. Oh, let me move on here. Let me move on. Oh, glory be to Jesus. And this is what I'm saying because every time in the Bible we see people need comforting or encouragement, they are pointed to Jesus. For example, to the disciples who were troubled distressed and disturbed unsettled jesus said to them in john 14 chapter 1 he said let not your heart <laughs> are you with me he said let not your heart be troubled if you believe in god believe he said in my father's house he's saying keep the right perspective what you are going through here is not the real deal the real deal this is not home I remembered quickly an evangelist traveled through the world preaching the gospel. Nobody knew him. And he got old. Uh, he hadn't had a lot of savings, hadn't had retirement, but he preached the gospel. He was supported by churches. And he was coming home. And when I say home, he was returning to the United States. When he arrived in the airport, he started thinking. The devil had him thinking. He said, I preached everywhere I could. Now I'm coming back home 
and not one greeting. He said, I'm here home at the airport and nobody knows me. And as he was about to open the door of the cab, the Holy Spirit whispered to him, you're not home yet. <laughs> Woo! You better keep the right perspective. We are just sojourning here. Because when you go home, there'll be a line waiting to welcome you. Don't get too distracted with, what, distracted with, with what's happening on the earth. No, don't you get distracted. Don't you get swallowed up. This is just for a time. Oh, glory be to Jesus. And so, every time people are discouraged, they're pointed to Jesus. If you are weary this morning, if you're looking and you're here and you're weary this morning and you're about to faint, this is the instruction given, Hebrews chapter 12. It says in verse 2, looking unto Jesus <laughs> always Jesus is always the answer you look unto Jesus who is the what? the author and finisher of our faith who for the what? endure the cross if he, Jesus is saying if he can endure the cross you can't endure what you're going through here and he's not just talking he's not just talking about uh, being nailed on the cross he's talking about everything that happened endured the cross what else despise the shame hmm despise the shame and is now set down where is he set down at the right hand of the father that's why we are told in first thessalonians chapter 4 he's going to descend from heaven because he's now seated in heaven when Stephen was stoned in Acts chapter 7, Stephen said, Stephen said, Stephen said, I see the heavens open and I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He's in heaven, y'all. He's in heaven. And one commentator said he stood. Typically, Jesus is seated. But Stephen saw him standing. Two reasons I was told. I read one because he was welcoming Stephen. Oh. He gave Stephen a standing ovation. Are you with me? But I prefer the other, the, the other reason why they said. They said God had to hold him back. He was coming to, he was coming to take a few people out. So God had to hold Jesus. He stood up. God said, not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> now that's the part I like. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was coming to defend Stephen. <laughs> Just like he came to defend Ananias in Damascus. Paul was on his way down. You remember that, Paul? Paul was on his way before he was called Paul, sorry. Saul on his way down to Damascus, got letters from the, the high priest, those who think that they were in authority. And on his way down, <laughs> he ran into the Lord Jesus. You get what I'm saying, Zane? Oh, what a blessing. I say all this to say that he's in heaven and he's coming. Secondly, we are told Jesus will descend from heaven. It just said it. He'll descend from where? Can you go back to our text? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 6. Sorry about that. He'll descend from heaven. He'll descend from where? Heaven. In Acts chapter 1 verse 9 to 11. What did the angels tell the 12 guys who were standing with their mouth wide open? Let's go. Can we go to the text? 
Let's go to the text. Acts chapter, Acts chapter 1 verse 9 to 11. Let us see what's happening. Jesus made a dramatic. A dramatic what? Exit. When he went to heaven, he wanted his disciples to be sure that I am the Lord. And so you go preach the gospel based on what you see. They needed that assurance. In addition to being told, in addition to being encouraged for 40 days. Brothers and sisters, you know the only thing that can levitate and hover is, you know, aircrafts. Are you getting you know what I'm saying? To be speaking to 12 men, sorry, 100 and how many? This, well, 120. And you just begin to defy ear, ear lift. Not in a hurry now. Just... <laughs> Now, if now, now if you do that, I, I, I can call you Lord. <laughs> I got what I'm saying. If you do that, I can call you Lord. Because we know we know the force. Gravity is a powerful force. You remember what? You remember the uh, the last set of uh, astronauts who came back? They stayed, I think, two years in space, and when they came back, they grew two inches. They grew two inches because there was no gravity to keep pulling them down. Gravity will have you bend. Why do you think have us bending at the old age? Gra gra gravity will take everything. <laughs> It'll take everything from you. <laughs> so, so <laughs> you got our text. And when he had spoken, Jesus spoke to them. Are you with me? I'm trying. I'm just. The Bible says he's going to descend from heaven, and we are just affirming that he's in heaven. Is that all right? And we're using scripture to make to to uh, support our affirmation. We don't, we, don't, we don't want just to say things from our head. How many of you have heard that all your life enough? Just, just people just saying stuff from their head. Because they've been in church for 40 years. Well, I'm the only one, okay. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, while they were looking at him, he was taken up. He was what? Taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. He left the apostles, as I said, with a final dramatic moment which provided powerful motivation for carrying on his work. He just began to defy the force of gravity right in their presence. Very slowly. And he's talking. He was airlifted while they were looking. And they continued gazing. Can you see them? Can we use our imagination for a little while? Look at them just they're looking Eyes wide open like saucers. <laughs> Mouth wide open. Yeah. Jaw dropped. Yeah. And they've been lied for they've been lied for a little while. And so to prevent flies from coming in their mouth. <laughs> God, God sent two angels. <laughs> I'm just joking. I said, let's use our imagination. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Have your mouth open for 15 minutes for what? <laughs> but I understand. I understand. I mean, you will be wowed. Hmm? And so to help them out, the Bible says in verse 10, And while they looked, their gaze was interrupted by how many men? Two men stood in white apparel, which said unto them, You men of Galilee, 
Why stand you doing what? Gazing up into heaven. There is work to be done. The same Jesus, there it comes, the same Jesus which is taken up from you in heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him going into heaven. They said the very, the Holy Ghost wrote, moved on Luke's heart to write that. Amen. The same way Jesus left is the same way he's coming back. Jesus left in slow motion. He's coming back in slow motion. <laughs> what a blessing he's going to descend and this is exactly what the bible tells us here in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 the lord himself will descend from heaven because that's where he is he's currently in heaven he's in heaven with what i call the glorious body the glorious, the Bible calls it a spiritual body. Mm. You know, the only person with a spiritual body in heaven is Jesus. Let me qualify that. The only person, I know you say, well, Jesus took Enoch. Enoch does not have a, qualify, a, a spiritual body in heaven. I know he took, well, he took Enoch, Elijah. Elijah does not have a spiritual body in heaven. That's why I believe in Revelation. The two witnesses that are going to come back is going to be... Elijah and Enoch, they're coming to die because the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. They haven't died, they're coming back because God's word doesn't change. They don't have spiritual bodies. Now, I know some people say, well, it's Moses and Elijah, maybe it's Moses and Enoch. I'm telling you what I believe. Amen. Another commentator may say otherwise. I'm telling you what I believe. You know when we'll know who's coming? For sure when they come. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's when we'll know. For sure we'll know. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> oh, quickly, can we do a last one and I'll be done? Let me do the, the third one. The third one we are told here. When Jesus comes from heaven, he will do so with a what? A shout. <laughs> Ooh, the word shout here quickly kelioma in the Greek in most places it denotes a loud authoritative cry often one uttered in the thick of a great excitement and that is what we have been told when Jesus comes he's going to be so excited he's not going to stay quiet because he wants to be with us and finally Finally, brothers and sisters, his church, his body is with him. His groom, his wife is with him. Are you with me, saints? And his excitement to hear is he's just going to shout. We are not told what he's shouting, but there's going to be a shout. And when he shouts, you hear me very carefully. I don't think the unsaved is going to understand that shout. Let me give you my Bible. Let me give you why I say that. Do you remember when Jesus came to Paul on the road to Damascus? Everybody else saw the light. But they didn't see anything. Only Saul heard the Lord. Are you with me? So they will hear. They will see. But they will not understand what's going on. Oh, oh not, not only that. Not, not only that. We'll be gone. 
let me let me say this right here let me say this right here there's going to be an unprecedented number of accidents because you have christians who will be driving vehicles gone christians who will be who will be what who will be flying aircrafts gone christians who will be behind the train driving trains gone christians behind computers gone christians in the uh, uh, in the pentagon gone <laughs> oh glory be to jesus since we need to keep the right perspective i told you 35 minutes we're about 30 or 40 so we have communion is that all right i'll pick up another sunday is that okay but i want you i think god would have me tell you to keep the right perspective and he sent me here to encourage you this morning Hi with me he's on his way it is going to be all right come on give the lord a clap of praise hallelujah please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today knowing that the christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does but what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you, I need you, I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast, near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. And the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.